Hello and welcome to a special I Love United Los Angeles edition of the Manchester United podcast, assisted by TeamViewer. The club have announced the second I Love United event of the season, and this time we're heading stateside. And for the very first time, we're joining our fans in LA, where we'll gather together and cheer on Eric Ten Hag's side in the huge upcoming Premier League game against Liverpool. I'm Zara Connolly, and before I fly out to the City of Angels, I'll be finding out just how die-hard the fans are over there, exploring some of the history between United and LA Galaxy, and building up some excitement ahead of what's sure to be another incredible Isle of United event. On the way in this episode, I'll be speaking to Chicharito, Diego Forlan, Rafael Varan, and linking that all up with the incredible supporters in the United States. So plenty to get through, but where best to begin? How about the captain of LA Galaxy for starters? There are few ex-players more enthusiastic about Manchester United than Javier Hernandez. And in his third year stateside, he's well-placed to tell me what I can expect from the crowd ahead of this event. Thanks to the magic of TeamViewer's remote technology, we're able to access and transfer the content for this podcast and bring you closer to the club. So I dialed up Chicharito, who was in his hotel room after a training session. So, Chicharito, how are you? And nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. I'm very good. What about you? I'm good, thank you. So, I have to talk to you because I Love United is coming to Los Angeles. It's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty cool. I was I was very happy when, when the, the people from LA Galaxy told me about this event, right, that is going to happen in, in Los Angeles, in a city that I've been living now for almost four years, you know, and yes, of course, with my first club and the club that I that I spent the most time in my, in my career, right after after uh, Chivas and in Europe. So yeah, it's a very special event and I think it's very cool that it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen in, in Los Angeles. And now I have to ask because is United still so fond in your heart? Because you are still fond in everyone's United hearts here. All the Reds still talk about you. <laughs> what do you think is the answer of that question? What do you think? I think of course, it's got to <laughs> be. Of course, of course, of course. I always, I always said that uh, United will always have a special place in my heart because I mean all the clubs that I, that, I, that I played so far I have a lot of love I have a lot of appreciation and, and gratefulness you know with opportunities but obviously uh, with United being my first club right in Europe you know uh, made that jump from Mexico straight to to Manchester and then yeah that I can say that I was one of Fergie boys too it's like a, it's something about my life and my curriculum that I will take uh, you know, until 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 I pass, you know, until I'm dead, you know, I'm gonna uh, talk with my kids about it. I'm gonna share it with the with the people that I love. And those four years were amazing. You know, we, yeah, we won two Premier Leagues. You know, we beat Liverpool. That was part of that too. Then we couldn't win another Champions League, unfortunately, because I think we play against one of the best teams ever, you know, in, in, in Barcelona, you know, in twenty in twenty eleven. But I mean, my story with United and the place that that club, that organization has in my heart is very special and always, 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 always is gonna be is gonna stay with me. And now you are settled into life in Los Angeles after all that whirlwind being one of Fergie's boys. So what's life like there? I've recently seen you've been at the Grammys as well. You're really getting settled into being a Los Angeles man, aren't you? Look, Sarah, I think is something that I start embracing later in my career and that I that I didn't want to accept and I was a little bit concerned about what other people were thinking about it that now honestly I don't I don't care anymore. It's that of course thankfully 
when you give everything to your profession and then in this profession there are things that they are outside of the of the of the pitch that comes along this profession right so i didn't want to embrace it because of the culture that, that i come from mexico as well it's like if you say things that they are real they gonna uh, judge you by arrogant right when they when if you want to 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 enjoy the life that you gain uh, after all the effort after all the sacrifices after all the hard work that you did it means that you are arrogant as well and you're a bad person right so this situation it was very complicated and very difficult in my in my life that's why straight the moment when COVID hit and the, the pass away of my of my father and my divorce and then my kids coming to this world made me put everything on perspective made me more uh, spiritual in some sense but as well they they put me in a in a spot in the place that the only way to get out the only way to enjoy is by accepting and loving myself so yeah i started pretty late in my career to embrace that part of myself but i think uh, los angeles as a city this organization as well and the position that the league is right now worldwide I think it's something that as well can contribute to the exposure and to the growth to this league. So I think it's a win-win-win, you know, in certain, uh, for everyone, almost, you know, because I have fun. I think the league likes when, when I'm playing very good, I'm scoring goals, then my team is winning. Then I've been exposing these type of events about, about uh, I don't know, outside of the soccer, but as well they know that I'm a soccer player. So then they they probably can look more for the MLS, right, in this country, because as you know, there are three or four uh, sports ahead of soccer, but I think the the growth and the the improvement of this league is being massively. What is the difference between Chicharito, the United player, and Chicharito, the LA Galaxy player? What's changed? I mean, look, first of all, time passed and experience come. That's, that's an obvious one, right? But I'll say that I was very, very, very authentic I am a person that I'm very transparent. If I'm very good, you can notice it. If I'm not very good, you can notice it. And if I'm very happy, you will notice that. And if I'm not, you will notice that. But the only thing that I will say that, for example, I would love that I didn't do in my time in United, it was like, believe who I was already in that team. I didn't totally believe and 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 digest that I like like fully, 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 I was a key member of the squad, right? What does that mean? That by that, if I, if I if I would have done and feel that, I would have played way better. And a part of that, I think I would have positioned myself even in the squad in a different role and a different responsibility that probably United could have could have seen a better Chicharito, you know, that, that it didn't happen. And as well, probably probably taking a decision that instead of leaving, probably I could, I could stay, but the situation was very, very difficult for everyone, you know, because of the changing of managers and the situation of the club in the uh, when I was there in eight years ago, more or less. So, yeah, but I will say, like, yeah, be more confident about myself, have more self-esteem and, and accepting that, yeah, why not? I was Chicharito, Manchester United, I was a key player over there, and, yeah, you will keep doing mistakes and you need a lot to learn, but... Sometimes the growth of some people are very quick. You know, I was 22 years old. I already won a Premier League. I already play a Champions League final. I already play a World Cup. Instead of accepting that and take that as a responsibility that I want to keep doing that, I was trying to always be more like of like, yeah, very way humble and thinking about some stuff. But I think I should have been more of like, like, yeah, go for it. Be more brave. Speak out if you wanted to right now because... Nothing will happen anyway, you know. I, I'm I'm a cool guy, 
you know, I never been very disrespectful. And sometimes to speak out things, I mean, won't hurt anyone, you know, and whoever who could feel a little bit threatened or, or, or they didn't like it. It's, it's about them. It's not about me, you know? So I would say that's the only difference like now than, than then, you yeah? And now you are always welcome back at Old Trafford anytime you want. You are so well loved there. One of the new guys that, that came here to LA Galaxy uh, in this season was telling me about like, wow, the fans, how are they? Wow, the fans, are they really like, like that? He asked me like, they really like have like they have an impact or factor in there, and I was thinking like obviously, man. Imagine seventy eight thousand people over there pushing you, shouting you a part of you, but against the other rivals too. So of course, the fans are a very key part of of every game, you know. Because as well, when you are not playing well, they demand the best out of you. So sometimes you can you can wake up with with some noises that you can hear outside. That oh my god, I'm not doing correctly. I need to like. I need to, to, yeah, to improve or something like that. So, yeah, Old Trafford for me, it's, yeah, it's like a temple and it's a, a place where I have so very good memories. But as well, I know the value of that stadium, not only national-wise in England, if not worldwide, you know? And now, do you get to meet any of the United fans in LA? Do any of them pop around and come and see you? Yeah, a few because, for example, uh, for example, sorry, actually, I don't know, it was like four or five days ago that we play our first like open door games against New York City, right? And and I mean, it wasn't full because it was it was at the first preseason, but uh, there were a lot of fans. And then in the end, normally, I don't sign in before the game or a halftime. I always wait until the end and I try to give them time, you know, in the end. And, and I signed a lot of, of United uh, shirts, by the oh, way. Cool. Yeah, a lot of the 14 Chicharito, you know, and a lot of those shirts. And I, I, I've seen like in US, of course, you, you know, you know the impact that Premier League uh, has in, in in USA, obviously, right? But then, right now in this stadium, I've seen like a lot of United uh, shirts with my name, a lot of Mexican shirts, obviously because of the national team and Galaxy shirts, obviously. But yeah, Manchester United are coming like along, and I've seen more people. Uh, then I think it was before the end of the season that I met like a group of four or five like British people that they came from London. They were, for example, they weren't United fans, but of course they were thinking about like, hey, United and stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, yeah, United, uh, it's been always a huge, a huge club in LA, but I think now with this type of of, of events and, and engagement that, that both organizations can, can, can do in this city is going to improve way, way more. And now... We have to talk about the I Love United event in Los Angeles because we're all super excited for it. I mean, one thing that did get us a little bit excited, though, we were so buzzing to see you and Rooney reunite. Did you share any special memories? We were talking, look, before that, because the, uh, that interaction that we did with the video, the selfie, and et cetera, was at halftime. But then when we were warming up, he was outside watching the... Uh, his team warming and I and I came over there and we started speaking a little bit over there. You know, we yeah, we we just like catch up. Uh, not not that long. We speak for five ten minutes over there, and yeah, I was I was very happy. You know, seeing him as a as a as a manager now. You know, and then I'm still a player. You know, it's even it's 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 cool how life goes and 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 how everyone decides to to live their their own lives and. And yeah, it was very good. And I was very happy to speak with him again. I asked him about his family. He asked me about my family, how's Washington, you know, living there and his experience about managing, etc. We speak a little bit about like, like general, but it was, it was so cool uh, the, to, to speak with him. And then, yeah. And then in the, in the halftime, 
the PR team of, of LA Galaxy and the MLS were thinking like, hey, I think it will be cool if you both do something. Of course, you know, when we call Manchester United uh, uh, players and then now like against, but still together, you know, it's a friendly in this stadium. So it was pretty cool. And then we did that, that we did a video for the, for the event, you know, for all of United. And then as well, we did uh, the selfie that everyone uh, uh, saw. And I think, it generated a lot of, of engagement and, and, and impact. You know, it was it was very cool. You are representing, obviously, Manchester United still in LA, you know, when United fans go over there. But for the Isle of United event, we have got two very special guests that are going to be going there too. We've got Diego Forlan and we've got Andrew Cole. How special do you think that's going to be for the fans to go and see them there? Amazing, amazing. Apart of there are two legends for, for United as well that, for example, I mean, I'm, I'm going to mention that, for example, that, that, that Forlan is... He's from Uruguay and the Latino as well, that he speaks both languages. Of course, those type of interaction matter over here in LA because LA is huge and LA has, a, I mean, it's the, it's the second city in the world with, with, with most Mexicans, for example, in the world. You know, it's Mexico City, the first one, and then the second one is, 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 is Los Angeles. So it's crazy how, how many Latinos are living and Mexicans are living over there. But as well, if you bring those two legends, you know, to, to this type of, 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 of the event, yeah, it's it's going to show that this event is important, that it matters for 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 the United people in UK, you know, to to start uh, making very good relationships, foundations in this in this lovely uh, city uh, for that club. And yeah, of course, why not keep expanding and keep doing this type of events so more more legends, more 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 uh, fans around the uh, USA, Los Angeles, California, etc. can come to these events, you know, hang out and yeah, I don't know, like like experience and. And, and meet all the all the United uh, uh, love that the, the, that is around the world. And we are going to watch a game together, quite a big one. Liverpool. You, you're not a stranger to that rivalry, are you? Have you got any memories of playing? You know something that I learned, I'm very quick actually. Of course, yeah, because of of the era that I grew up and I was watching a, a TV. A Liverpool wasn't wasn't on the top of the top of the top, right? So honestly, I. I didn't knew that the Liverpool-Manchester United was the derby. Don't get me wrong, the city, of course, it matters, but the Manchester City matters. But you always think that a part of the, of the for example, of, the, of, your, of your city derbies, right? That's Manchester City and Manchester United, for example, is huge and it's been huge. And now more because city has improved a lot in, in the past years. But... I never, I, I never thought it was against Liverpool. I thought it was more of like Chelsea because Mourinho fighting for that, etc. Because the era that I grew up watching the teams, right, and then Arsenal as well with with Arsene Wenger. So I thought those are like the the derbies, right? And I be, I'm gonna be completely sure. Sir Alex, every match handled it in the most serious and competitive way. But when it was Liverpool, I saw something that it was like. What's going on here? In my point of view, is like, of course, it's Liverpool, one of them, of the yeah, best best clubs in Europe and and the world as well. But I didn't knew that, and then I start asking my teammates and stuff, and they they really told me like, man, it doesn't matter that Liverpool are eight, ten in that moment of of the table. This is the derby that we cannot lose, right? Yes, pride. It's the pride of Manchester. Exactly. No matter nah, no matter if it's a friendly or something. So I learned that when I was over there and I was like, oh, okay, you know? So yeah, that's, that's something that I, that I learned that I didn't knew at that time because I was very young, like I told you, because of the, of the era that I grew up. But yeah, watching that game, Manchester United against Liverpool, it's one of those games, you know, that you want to watch. Manchester United against Liverpool is like, it's like Barcelona against Real Madrid, right? It's like, 
you know, all these all these rivalries that you have around the world that are amazing. You're like us here right now in the MLS. Of course, we're a different because, of course, MLS is still not as big as, as Premier League, but hopefully one day will be like El Tráfico as well. LAFC against LA Galaxy. The whole country watched that game. You know, here, the whole U.S. know about the Tráfico, know about this game, and everyone wants to, to be part of it, you know? Yeah, it's huge. I mean... And I have to ask, how did it feel scoring against the Scousers? Because you were prolific. You know, everyone knew that if you were on the bench, you were going to come off and you were going to give us the goods. You were going to do it. How amazing was it? No, it was amazing. Look, the two goals that I enjoyed the most against Liverpool was the one that I scored when I came in, a header in a corner kick when Welbeck flicked and then I just like, like, like put it in the back of the net with a header and we draw that game. And the one that I scored when David Moyes was the manager in, I think it was the FAA Cup, or it was one of the domestic cups, a corner kick, because those goals give us points, right? And unfortunately, the other goals that I scored against Liverpool were like trying to come in back and we lose those games. So those two goals meant a lot because, yeah, that goal that we draw, we were we, we coming back, I came in, I did an impact, then I scored a goal. And then the other one, I started the game and then I scored the goal and then we, I think we beat them and we went through, you know, in Old Trafford. So those two goals were the the, the most important ones, you know, I'll say against Liverpool. But I mean, I scored in Anfield as well. Uh, we lost, I think, 3-1 and I scored a header, you know, to Pepe Reina and it was amazing. It was my first goal against Liverpool at Anfield. You know, it's better when your goals uh, yeah, impact in a different way, you know, with, with points, you know. And now it sounds like you're still keeping up with United all the time. What have you made of Eric Ten Hag this season? Have you enjoyed to see what he's doing? Yeah, yeah, I think, I think something that I learned as well, there's no correct way. Even if you do the things the most correctly way, there's going to be people that are going to, they're going to be against. And that's the beauty of it, that, it's impossible to, I don't know, 100 million United fans uh, the pleasure to do exactly as they as we all want, right? But for me, I could think this player should start or this player should be gone and then another fan could think the opposite and then the manager decides at the end. So that's why I always say that good supporters are the one that even though your favorite player is not in the field, even though the system that the manager decides is not the one that you like, even though the style of play is not the one that you like, you still want United to play. You are a true supporter. Because then, of course, if I want Chicharito to be in the field, he's not in the field, but I, I, I don't want United to lose. I want United to win, regardless of. If anything, have a style, have a discipline, have stuff, and you don't go with that, but you still want United to win. So you're a true supporter. If not, you are what? You're just a, a person who just wants to create a dramatic situations to make everything around you and your opinions and stuff, right? So I think I'm very happy to see United again in top four, man, in top three. You know, I could have my opinions, I could start my stuff, but I think discipline-wise, style of play and some stuff that take time, he's doing amazingly. Still long, long season uh, to go, but he's bringing the best or if it's not the best, he's bringing very good stuff from a lot of players. More players than less players, you know? I can see now 13, 14, even 15 players that they are improving a lot. Probably they are, they are not getting yet to this worldwide uh, 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 level that we expect our United players to be there. But, but in the way that they are improving, I think they will reach that in the way that they are playing, in the way that the team is playing, in the way that now Old Trafford feels. Now... 
Now it happens, even though you can see now this result is it's it's a it's like a statement in a way. Now United is back. You can score two goals against United in Old Trafford, but we're coming back. That's something that in the past it didn't happen. Now now people are gonna happen that it doesn't matter if I score two goals. Now Old Trafford is the type of Old Trafford in the past. You know, you can score against us three goals in Old Trafford. You know, the hair dryer at the halftime of Fergie <laughs> or Ten Hag is gonna happen and then second half. Everything changed and we can even win for three. You know, that type of mentality is what I think everyone is starting to believe, even the fans, even myself. That is everything and under the sun that I wanted to hear. And I'm sure all United fans wanted to hear that too. But thank you so much for joining me. Hopefully, this Isle of United event is going to give us so much energy because you've given us so much energy in these past few minutes. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. You know, because I'm very passionate about United, you know, and I love and I love that club uh, very deeply. I even call like my club in certain ways because, of course, once a red, always a red, and that I, I don't even true. I don't even like it's it's something that I that people don't don't understand. You don't even choose it. You play for United, and you know, be a United player forever. You know, that's it. It's like even being a fan as well. Once you're a fan, you're always a fan of United. That's it. You cannot change it. Impossible. Even though that you try, you can't. You can't. You cannot fake it. Yeah, you can't at all. Thank you very much, Sarah. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you very much. It was very nice to talk to you. And and as well, I'm going to tell you guys, regardless that now the opportunity is because uh, I'm playing in LA, but all the love, all the comments, and all of these opportunities that you still think about me in that way is what I'm going to take forever. You know, that you see me as one of you, you know, and I feel as one of you guys, it's, it means the world to me. So thank you very much. You know what? It was an absolute joy to speak to Chicharito. More from past and present Man United players on the way. But first, I wanted to find out more about what it takes to support the club from so far away. We got in touch with LA-based United fan Will Valverde to tell us all about a typical match day when you're eight hours out of sync. So joining me now is a massive red all the way from Los Angeles and it's Will. So introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about yourself and how long you've been supporting Manchester United. Good morning. Well, yeah, I'm an LA native. I was born and raised uh, not far from LAX, so I grew up here by the beach. I started following the club early on. I remember Paul Scholes was on the cover of uh, one of the early FIFA games and and David Beckham was like my idol growing up as a kid. Um, but it was hard to even follow the club uh, in L.A. back then, you know, besides the video games and a couple magazines here and there. But there certainly were no live uh, coverages of all the matches. Um, I definitely didn't know where there was a supporter group. So when I went to university to study engineering, I, I ran into a few people who would meet at noon our time at the pub to to watch the Champions League matches and sort of ditch class. It almost actually ended up being like a like a support group because if you had another mate that was in another class, sometimes you'd take turns going to class to see if something was important <laughs> or checking it out or text somebody else in class see if it was okay to be at the pub for Champions League matches. And it was actually another red from United Arab Emirates that told me, hey, there's some guys who are starting something at a local pub on the weekends. And I started going to that, I think, in 2013 or 14. And that is what essentially turned into the Los Angeles supporter group that it is now. That's amazing. What a story. Now, before we dig into the life that you lead in Los Angeles, being a Manchester United fan, let's hear a day in your life watching the games. Good morning. 
feel uh, incredibly rested today. Pretty late wake up. Got up around 8 a.m., which is usually the time I'm already heading back from the pub. More used to these 4 a.m. and 5 a.m. kickoffs, but today, um, I don't even know what I'm gonna do with myself until noon. Um, gonna go for a pickup game this morning. Some fellow Reds decided to have them kick about uh, 9.30 a.m. and then uh, hopefully off to O'Brien's in Santa Monica, which is about 35, 40, 45 minute drive at that time on a weekend for myself um, to our home pub. And uh, sure we'll be quite hungry by then, but luckily there's, there's good food at the pub. I don't know if I've ever been to the pub on a weekend and not had breakfast, so probably since we're on a good streak here, I don't want to jinx it by breaking with the routine and not getting breakfast at the pub, even if it is the middle of the day now. have not listened to the manager's press conference yet. I'm gonna do that on the way to this pickup and probably check back in. Just under a half hour until match time. Stuck in a little bit of traffic here on the wonderful 405. Never, there's never a moment without traffic here. But it is hard to deal with the nerves and the you know, the, the anxiety that comes with a match that you really want to win. Obviously, it would just really probably not be good to confidence levels, momentum, chemistry, uh, to get knocked out today. Be a bad tone for the rest of the weekend. Anyways, I'm going to focus on the road as I pass Manchester Boulevard on the 405. Ironic. I'm, I'm pretty excited for this match now. I always am. Maybe now I'm just caffeinated, but off to play for a bit and uh, then make the, the journey to the pub. Anthony. Casemiro! Top quality from one of the best around. That's the breakthrough. United won Reading nil. Casemiro's football IQ is off the charts! Nuts! Brilliant! Anthony getting the credit, I love that celebration. That is the culture that Eric is breeding. That is what we need. Fred, Casemiro has a go, took a deflection! Casemiro! He scored again for Manchester United, this one from miles out. The man is lethal! My goodness! That was, I, I don't think anyone believed it. Oh my! Absolutely phenomenal. There it is. It's three. And Fred scores. And Manchester United now safely through to the fifth round of the FA Cup. Every player on 
bitch has arrogance, attitude, the confidence to go at anybody. Amazing. Absolutely phenomenal. Nuts. Oh, a great win. Absolutely great to bounce back from the last uh, match at Arsenal. All of Ten Hag's decisions uh, paid off. There, there's nothing that uh, you can complain about, really. I mean, the, the goal was unlucky. The, the clean sheet would have been nice, but what I would give to be in Manchester tonight, to be at the nag's head with everybody and, and celebrate with pints. But I will say, outside of Manchester, I think the greatest city to be a United fan is Los Angeles. It was, it was absolutely packed. It was standing room only in the pub. There was songs, there was chants. There's, there's a great sense of community. Um, you either recognize all the faces or people come up to you and, and you know, they ask, how long you've been a fan, you know, they, they compliment you on, on your kid, or there's some banter between uh, fans on what players' names uh, they're wearing. But it's a phenomenal day. What a great way to start the weekend for us. Obviously, we still have the majority of Saturday left. Um, I'm very happy with today's match. My, my anxiety is calm now. Um, I'm breathing better. Uh, this this club, man, it, it really is a religion, and it, it it hits every sense and every fiber of your being. Um, you suffer for 90 minutes, even when you're ahead. You know, uh, a missed pass, uh, giving away a ball, missing a mark, some of the dangerous plays. Not not much more to say than just everything is going the way I think fans wanted to. I think we're one or two signings away from being highly competitive, not just in Europe and at home, but in every competition. The attitude is back, and I think that is fundamental and, and far more important than really the names on the pitch or anything else. If, if a group led by a proper leader believe in themselves and each other, then they will accomplish great things, and I can't wait to see that happen. We have just heard your fan diary right there in Los Angeles. You've given us a little bit of insight into what it's like and the passion sounds very, very similar to what it does right here at, at home for us in Manchester. I mean, the one thing is though, you all are very superstitious by the sounds of it. You want to keep your routine in check. You're just like the players. Yeah, yeah. I think there's... There's one guy who's been wearing the same shoes to the pub every match this season. The same shoes? Yeah, I don't think he wears them every day, but he's been every time he's been to the pub, he's like, I, I got to wear these because everything's going right. I hope they're very comfortable shoes. I think they're uh, United Sambas that, oh. you know, came out or something. So that is just what the guys, it's like a uniform, you know, he, he wears the exact same kit, I think, also. We have a, a guy who always sits at the end of the pub and they call him Rooney because he wears a Rooney kit. Different ones, but he's he must have every Rooney kit ever. Does he look like him though? Does he look like Wayne Rooney? He does not at all. Oh, I thought I thought we were going to have a look-alike or something all the way in Los Angeles. We've got another guy who's, I think, is 
social media handle might be like Rooney's twin or something, but we have another guy who it does look like Wayne's twin or, or at least younger brother. You are going to have to send us a picture. We're going to have to have a little, a little look at this after this conversation. We really will. <laughs> you know, he's one of the few guys who, you know, I think I'm a huge fan and, and I no nobody else can compare. He will stand outside of Carrington for 14 hours to, to, get a picture with a player. He He's next level. I have not yet done my, you know, eight hour wait outside in the rain or snow uh, outside Carrington, <laughs> but, but yeah, he, he's, he's that guy. I, we joke sometimes that they're going to let him in because he looks so much like Wayne. <laughs> I, I mean, I'd love to see that one day if it happened. Security wouldn't like me saying that, but I would love to see if it actually could work out. <laughs> but now you have mentioned O'Brien's there. What was special about the Reading match was that it was so much later in our day. So that was like a noon kickoff our time. So this is the rare instance where you have something to do in the morning, but that anxiety still keeps building from the moment you wake up. So is that why the 8 a.m. start was a little bit of a lie-in? Yeah. So what what's times like a usual start time for you? Um, I think noon matches are, are 4 a.m., so yeah, so between four and six a.m. usually uh, all the kickoffs, and anywhere after five is the sweet spot because legally in Los Angeles you can't sell alcohol till six a.m. So cutoff is two a.m. and then they can't serve again until six a.m. So if it's a four a.m. kickoff, you got a dry match going on. So it's 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 coffee and and Irish breakfast at at our pub, um, which is a, a very different dynamic usually if, if it's a big match the energy will all still be the same um but there won't be alcohol served until after the match so you'll be having a happy drink or a sad drink but they're not until after the match um this later match um for for reading it allowed everybody to go do something in the morning so we do have a lot of <laughs> i say the younger ones but we've been doing this for like 15 years or something so um <laughs> Those of us that still pretend to play, um, we, we met up at a at a local park here in like the the southern suburbs of uh, Los Angeles, so uh, between like Torrance and Long Beach, and uh, I had to kick about, and, and there's actually about twenty four guys that showed up, so we we had to play twelve on twelve. <laughs> um, I love that. But we did that, and then somebody is in charge of uh, setting their Apple Watch and monitoring the uh, the traffic because we might need to leave in a half hour to get to the pub or if there's an accident or you know, something is blocked off for construction, then it might be an hour and a half. So somebody's in charge of monitoring uh, Google Maps or a Waze app and, and making sure that we all leave on time. Um, and then we did that and we went to the pub and we're all very warmed up and we had a great time. And uh, it's always great when we have these social events where we can see a, a lot of the supporters outside of the pub or not just at match time. Um, because a lot of us are very serious while the match is going on. I'm I'm sensing that vibe. I'm sensing that, you know, everything is on the line when these games are going on. It just shows the passion, doesn't it? In my head, you know, Eric's going to WhatsApp message me and, and ask for my, my halftime notes or something, and I got to be prepared uh, the whole time. They're not all of, not everyone is as intense as I am. A lot of the guys are just singing songs and, and, and you know, missing a play here and there. And I'm, you know, I'm losing my mind. I'm like watching the fans to see it. I, there's, you know, you start to see if Sir Alex is in the stands every single time. And that's one of the highlights of the match and so on. Yeah. I have to talk to you about I Love United because I Love United is coming to Los Angeles and I'm excited for it. I'm sure you are too, but I've got to ask, 
are you going to the event? Are the O'Brien's gang all going to be there? Yeah, I, I think everyone I know will be there. <laughs> um, and I, I'll probably make some new friends also. Yeah, we're, we're really excited. That'd be amazing. I mean, what was your first initial thoughts when you heard that Isle of United was coming to Los Angeles? Did it feel very special? Yes, and then a little bit of panic. I need to know the date. I need to know where it is. I need to make sure nothing conflicts with it. Um, but yeah, overall excitement, you know, what what can I do? And, and gathering everybody else, make sure nobody else misses it. I guess it's different now, isn't it? Because this this event is going to be a little bit early as well because we're going to be there for the game, celebrating that. So it's still they get up early and everything. I'm going to have to get onto your routine. I mean, how do you get yourself up so early? What's like your usual routine? Like you said, your wife's happy about it. Works fine. <laughs> it's it's really loud, annoying alarms. It's it's just picture the most obnoxious sound you can think of. And that is like the second alarm at full volume. I, I've even had to do things like if I know I'm very tired, then I'll set an alarm on my phone and I will make sure that my phone is out of my reach so that I can't just reach over and snooze it or, or turn it off. I have to physically, if I physically get all the way out of bed, um, and I can still somehow manage to like turn off the alarms and, and go back to sleep Then I probably shouldn't drive to the pub. Um, but usually that works. Now, has there ever been a little blunder where you've overslept? God forbid that happened. Ha have you overslept for a game? Yeah. <gasps> usually I will still get, you know, out of bed and rush and make it by halftime because I would still rather watch half the pub and, you know, listen to the first half of the match uh, now. Once in a while, there's there's a chance that I, I don't make it in person and I'll watch it at home. It's rare. It's usually, you know, if if I'm on a flight or, or something like that calls, I, I have stepped out of a friend's wedding to watch. I I feel terrible. I won't be able to pay attention to anyone else. Right. If, if, if a bunch of friends are sitting at a bar talking about, you know, how their week went and matches on, I'm not paying attention. I might be staring at you. I have to ask, are you still friends with this person? Oh, they knew. They they, they said, Will, you look zoned out. Like you, you look like you need to call a doctor. Or you're about to have a heart attack. Just <laughs> over there. Or I can put it out on the table. Like some people just at this point, they don't mind. Yeah, Will's, you know, almost like when you see kids at a restaurant with an iPad while parents are trying to have dinner. That's what my friends treat me like. Now, which games have you missed when you've overslept? Have you missed really gigantic major games? No, no, no nothing massive, luckily. But we have had to go to some extents. There are times where a few of us will just not sleep. I, I, I've taken a an hour nap outside the pub in the in the car before going in. Um, I, my my I. Going to school full time, working full time, and in a city like Los Angeles where there's a long commute between two points, no matter where you're going, um, that's just something that you, you we've had to get used to. And yeah, this, sometimes you're out, you know, on a late night with with the boys, and and you're coming home at three a.m. Matches at four. Well, you're just gonna drive to the pub and kill an hour. And, and there's usually a few people there by then anyway. I mean, to be fair, you just have to do. I mean, we call it round here straight through, no bro. That's that. That's the term we call it here. Or an all-nighter. Yeah, it's an all-nighter. We're going to have everyone saying all of these phrases. You're going to say that the game's buzzing. You're going to say it's mint. We're going to give you all of the Manchester slang. Yeah. Get some scran. 
Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's going to be perfect. It's like a little bit of Manchester in Los Angeles. What more can we want? If you make it to one of our barbecues, you'll have to try our impersonation. Well, my impersonation of Nando's because I'm fascinated and just obsessed with Nando's. Like I import the sauce and everything, but I'm pretty sure I make a better peri-peri chicken than Nando's now. Oh, I've got to hold you to that because I had a... I had a cheeky Nando's for lunch. I feel like I'm getting very off topic here, but I did have a cheeky Nando's for lunch <laughs> and it made me very I, happy. I, I could have it three times a day when I'm over there. Ever since the article came out with Adnan and, you know, all, all that, I was like, what is this? And I became fascinated. And now, you know, if I'm not at the old Nags head when I'm over there, I'm, I'm at a Nando's. Yeah, I feel like that that is a go-to as well. So especially for I Love United LA, there's going to be some special guests there too. Have you got anyone in mind as if you'd love to see them on that stage in Los Angeles? A United legend that you'd love to see? I think Uncle Pat would be the most fun. He'd have some crazy story, and I'm sure he could bring the energy at any time. So Patrice Evra would be up there. Um, Rio would be phenomenal just because he's great to dissect or argue anything with. I'm always arguing with him on Twitter or something, um, and and he'd be a blast. Um, I mean, obviously, David Beckham would be the idol. There's actually a child at the LA supporter group named after Rio. His name is Rio because mom and dad were such big fans. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I'll tell you what, there's some good wives and everything over in Los Angeles that are allowing that to happen. That would not happen right around here. I think she picked. Oh, yeah, to sh- She might be the bigger fan of the two. Um, oh, so, yeah. I love that. So, Will, I can officially reveal to you that the guests for the event are going to be Diego Forlan and Andrew Cole. Are you going to be excited to see them on the stage? Oh, I love it. That's that's a great mix. That'll that'll be, I mean, it'll be fun to interview a United legend in Spanish for the first time. To, to ce- if we get to celebrate a goal, a late goal in front of the cop next to Diego, who has done that himself, that will definitely go very high. Uh, in my my favorite memories as a United supporter, for sure. And now we want to get as many Reds as possible at I Love United LA. We want it to be the biggest, best event so far. I mean, I want to meet as many of you as possible too. So what would you say to anyone that hasn't got their ticket yet, hasn't decided to go there yet? What would you tell them to get themselves go to be part of that event? I, I can assure them that they will regret it for for a very long time if they're not here. And, and if they think that it's a, a big effort to go to, we've got friends coming up from, from San Diego and friends coming south from San Francisco. So uh, unless they've got more than a seven-hour commute, then they don't really have an excuse. <laughs> I mean, that's a fair point, actually. Seven hours as well. Wow. Ooh. Well, that's the drive to San Francisco. They're, they're probably going to fly, I hope. Um, they might be crazy and come down as a group. But yeah, a few of them will be coming down from, from the Bay. And then what's the best thing, like, what, what's, your, what's the biggest thing you are looking forward to for I Love United LA? Uh, well, me, meeting the legends would be great. Um, uh, obviously, that's, that's a big part of it. But, f- but for me, it's also going to be seeing some of those friends from San Diego um, and, and San Francisco. Um, some of those friends that I met in, in the San Francisco chapter um, was the last time that United came to play Barcelona up in the Bay. 
um, and we became good friends since, but I haven't seen them in, in quite a few years. Obviously, the state of the world has been crazy, and there's a lot of friends that all of us have probably not seen in a long time, but it'll be wonderful to see them again. Um, and then the Manchester United-Liverpool rivalry, that match is probably one of the few football matches um, around the world, but certainly in the States, that even those who are not ardent football supporters understand that rivalry. Um, you know, it's it's much bigger than Red Sox Yankees. It's much bigger than, than just about most other rivalries. Um, it's so understood. So there is a Liverpool supporters uh, pub and group, I think in, in LA. And one time, a long time ago when our pub was a little bit closer to theirs, there was actually a police patrol uh, that went by a couple of times because these are massive matches. So these are the days when there's a thousand guys in each pub. And if they're only a couple blocks away and local law enforcement apparently knew about this. And so like at 6 a.m. there was, an, and that was the match where Juan Mata scored that beautiful scissor kick. And so, yes, it did go crazy. There's a lot of very loud drunk people in the streets going nuts. But to understand that rivalry, even outside of sports, is like a testament to what that rivalry is. Um and it's a massive match, regardless of how each team might be doing in the season. That's the one you don't want to lose because that that losing that match always feels like losing silverware. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure meeting you and hopefully I'll see you there. Same. Yeah. Cheers. A big thank you to Will for talking to me and sharing his matchday experience with us. However, Sunday 5th of March will be a very different matchday for the fans in LA when the Isle of United event rolls into town for the match versus Liverpool. As you've heard, Diego Forlan and Andrew Cole will be on stage at the Skylight Row DTLA sharing their memories of playing at Anfield and they'll be there all day to watch the game with the local fans. It will be an early start. Doors open at 6.30am ahead of the 8.30am kickoff but it will be an incredible experience. If you want to be there, head to manunited.com slash isleofunitedla by no later than Sunday the 26th of February to register for free tickets. So now we know what a typical match day is like for United fans in LA, but Isle of United is not going to be a typical match day. On the stage watching along with the local fans, we'll have club legends Andrew Cole and Diego Forlan cheering on United. We wanted to get the first word with Diego before he boarded his flight to Los Angeles. So I hopped on a call to chat about his memories of Anfield. So, joining me now is former United player Diego Fallen. How are you? Very good. Very happy to be talking with you guys. Oh, well, it's great to have you chatting to us. So, can you tell us where you are at the minute? Well, I'm in Uruguay, you know couple of weeks before I was in Qatar for 38 days, you know, working for the World Cup. Then and here is summertime, so I was whole January. I, I took a break and enjoyed the beach this summer. I know it's difficult for you guys at the moment, but <laughs> it's our time. Then in a couple of months, it's going to be yours. Yeah, I mean, I'm not jealous at all. <laughs> So enjoying a little bit with the family and also doing some stuff, working. I mean, what's it like now Now that you've stopped playing? I mean, me and you have had this chat before, but family is everything to you, isn't it? Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, I really love uh, staying with them. You know, we have a big family, my brothers, my mom, my, fa- my father, uh, my cousins, and also now with my four kids, my wife, you know, they are the big one is, is six, the other one five, four, uh, sorry, three and two and one. 
So, you know, you have plenty of things to do, enjoying with them, you know, playing football, playing tennis, enjoying going to school, you know. So a lot of things going around and also enjoying working football. We have a team here, you know, that is playing in the third division. So we are organizing everything, the club, the, the youth team, the women's team. So it's it's a really nice thing. Of course, it takes time, but we really enjoy it because it's related to football, which is something that we love and, and we know. I mean, it's so nice to hear that football just runs throughout the whole blood of the family. And more than that, that makes me excited because it makes me think that there's going to be some fall on the back of a shirt one day again. <laughs> At the moment, they have, you know, they have the shirt and they have the name, but I don't know in the future. <laughs> All the fans would get very excited for that, but they're going to get very excited even more so because I Love United is coming to Los Angeles and you are the special guest that's going to be joining them. Are you looking forward to it? Yeah, really looking forward. You know, I always, always, you know, everything, everything that, I always says to uh, talk with friends here, you know, people and they, you know, everything. Uh, you can talk about other teams, but always Manchester United, uh, what I experience and now that I know, they are all around the world. They have, uh, you know, fans everywhere. And, and these kind of things, uh, they are the pioneers, you know, the first one who they've been doing for so many years. And when they told me to go to LA, you know, of course, you know, everything it's related with Manchester United. For me, it's a, privilege and have the opportunity to go to the States, which is a great place. LA, I know, I, you know, I go more to Miami or maybe to New York, but not to LA. So it's, it's a good excuse to go there, enjoy, you know, have a good time with the fans, with the people and see around a little bit. You know, it'll be really good. I mean, you mentioned Miami there because this isn't your first Isle of United stint. You've done it before as well for the Miami. Now, cause you've done it before, what do you know about an Isle of United event? It's so good, isn't it? The atmosphere for fans. Yeah, it's it's great. Also, this game is going to be beautiful, you know. So it's it's a really pretty and exciting game. Uh, but you know, uh, it's all about the fans. You know, everything the way they enjoy, the way they 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 do. You can see them with all the shirts. They start in this case because it's me. Maybe it's if it's another player now. They start singing my name. This is a great excuse because they have a song that they made. You know, uh, when I was playing for United, when I scored those two goals at Anfield. So you know, everything is like linked, and it's, it's going to be a, an interesting time when uh, being with them, talking with them, taking pictures, and enjoying the game, and hopefully, you know, uh, celebrating a, a win. I mean, it sounds like this is the perfect match because you've mentioned there about scoring at Anfield because the game that we'll be watching all together in Los Angeles is our game against Liverpool. Now, the rivalry is huge and you know it better than anyone because everyone loves the fact that you scored against those Scousers, didn't you? <laughs> and at the moment, I didn't know, you know, I always say, say you know, always tell this story, you know, when I was, when I finished the game and uh, uh, we were going to the coach and I was talking with the press and with my United TV, I remember, and, and Gary came to me afterwards and said, you know, you don't know what you've done, you know, you will, you will recognize, you know, it, it makes good pump at the moment. Uh, in the future, you will realize what you did. And it's right, you know, every year get, gets passed and when you go somewhere else and you see some United fans, they start singing the, the, the song, you know, they still sing the song, you know, during some games, uh, you know, eventually. Uh, for me, you know, after so many years and they, they keep singing my name, it's in a club like Manchester United that they, uh, they have a great history, 
big club, big fans, great players that they they've been playing for the club. You know, they they have a song uh, for me. You know, for me, it's everything. I mean, it's so nice that those memories just live on and on and on. And now it looks like United are getting back to those days. It's getting that excitement back into it now. I mean, what do you make of this season so far, especially with Eric Ten Hag in charge? It just feels electric. It feels so special. I mean, there are a lot of fans now that are even saying when they're watching it on the TV, you can hear the fans. It just sounds like there's so much excitement at the club, doesn't it? No, I, I, you have to thank all the fans, you know. You have to be thankful because uh, it's not easy. Because football, we know, and we are, I've been playing football all, all, all over the world. And also here in, in South America, and you know, it's very passionate. And and you have to understand, uh, and it's not easy, you know. Uh, Manchester United fans, they are used to win. They are used to be the best club in the world. And they are the best club in the world, but maybe with the results and now, winning things at the moment no because you know the one who wins is the one who is the best uh, but for them you know that's why I think they are I think fans they are great because you it's difficult to explain in English it's easy for me in Spanish but when you have a, a, a fans that they are used to win so many things for so many years and now being in a transition in a moment that is difficult for you to win and they are still there you know, uh, you know, in a good mood, everybody with all the problems that happened in all these years. Yeah, this I mean, like w we always say, like through thick and thin, like we'll be there. Yeah. So yeah. So it's not that easy because you can say about other fans, other teams that maybe yeah, fans are yeah behind us. They are always supporting us, of course. But in this case, I think it's 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 more special. I mean, well, I really hope that Isle of United LA is going to be packed with fans as well because all of us watching Liverpool is going to be great. But it's not just you that's going to be there. You're going to be joined by Mr. Andrew Cole. Are you looking forward to it? Yeah, of course. We yeah, we work together in the in the in Miami. I always said to him when I was before coming to Manchester United, I was I was watching uh, when they won the in Camp Nou with that great team that they played and I was watching that game and I, I told him a, a really nice story that the day that I was playing in Argentina with the reserve team and I wanted to see the game and, and you know and my game was in the same at the same time that that game but I I just record the game and went to play my game when I came back I didn't want to tell you know I didn't talk to anybody because I wanted to see the the, the whole 90 minutes and, and when they won it at the end it was I was really really happy and but yeah, it's, uh, we have a great time. We didn't play together, we play against, because when he left, I, I arrived to the club. But yeah, you know, it's it's a great guy, great professional. And so we have a really a really good time in Miami. Hopefully we can have a, another one in, in LA. What would you say to fans if they're considering coming to Isle of United events? I mean, they're going to be meeting you. Are you looking forward to seeing them? Of course, I'm looking forward to see everybody. I know it's... Manchester United have a lot of fans in LA, all over all over the state. So hopefully they can go there. They can enjoy uh, a really good game playing against Liverpool, which is not every every day. You know, United goes to LA and in this and also having this kind of game, it's gonna be Andy and myself. So yeah, we're gonna enjoy being with the fans and watching this kind of game that is gonna be interesting and hopefully. We can celebrate afterwards with a good win. Hopefully we can indeed. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Diego. It's been lovely and I can't wait to see you there. 
Thank you very much. I am buzzing to see the reception both Diego and Andrew get from the fans. Representing the LA supporters will be chairman of the Manchester United Supporters Club, Los Angeles branch, Amani Shoyinka. We got her up out of bed at 3am, but for a very good reason, she had the chance to chat with Rafael Varane. Once again, thanks to the magic of team viewers technology, I was able to link up with Amani with Mr Champions League for this conversation. So we are at Old Trafford currently. Now we are here because Isle of United is coming to LA and joining me right now is Rafael Varane. How are you? Hey, good, thank you. It's good to have you here, but we aren't alone. We are virtually speaking to Amani, who is the chairman of the LA Supporters Club. She's not just a fan, she is dedicated and it's quite early in LA at the minute. I mean, we, we're here in the afternoon, we've had a little bit, you know, chill that morning, you've been training. But Amani, talk to us, what time is it there at the minute? It's currently just a quarter after six in the morning and uh, I've been up since uh, three o'clock. <laughs> okay. I mean, that, that's <laughs> early, isn't it? Eh? <laughs> yeah, very impressive. Yeah. I mean, how cool is it that United have got fans that are waking up so early like that just to come in, be dedicated and speak to you guys? Yeah, I feel, uh, I feel happy because I think you're, you're determined to speak with me. So <laughs> that's nice. Well, you know, uh, we love watching you guys, and uh, so we're here. We like watching the games live, so we're used to waking up at all hours of the morning, 4.30 sometimes, 5 o'clock, so uh, no different from game day. It is crazy, I mean, especially the routine on a match day. So, Amanda, just give us a little bit of insight and tell Rafa about what the match day is. Tell him about O'Brien's, the whole routine, especially a morning game. Yeah, so uh, we've, we're lucky to partner with a local pub here, O'Brien's, that opens for every single uh, match that United play. And so my routine is I usually wake about 45 minutes before, get in my car, drive to Santa Monica, and the pub opens half hour before the game. And on any given day, we get anywhere from 50, 60 to 200 uh, LA fans, uh, we gather there, we watch the games, we sing, and uh, we just have a good time and, you know, cheer you guys on from, you know, tens of thousands of miles away. Amazing. How is the atmosphere? Oh, it's fantastic. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's loud, it's crazy, and then, you know, when you guys score, the whole, like, you know, the roof of the O'Brien's just, you know, it just goes off, you know, we get so excited. Uh, you know, people pull hamstrings just jumping up and down cheering, so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you ever get like a noise complaint at that time in the morning celebrating? Thankfully, it's in a, a very uh, business area, so there are not too many homes around, uh, you know, so yeah, so we, we can get away with being as loud as, and as, as we want, so we can sing at the top of our, our lungs and no one's gonna bother us, so yeah. I mean, you have to be a bit awake, especially for a game that early. I mean, are you a morning <laughs> person? Uh, yeah. So uh, we never play at seven in the morning, but <laughs> I, for you, okay, you take coffee and you, you go to, to watch the game. That's it, no? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's. I'm not a morning person either, but for some reason, I, I, it's easier to wake up to watch United play than it is to wake up to go to work. So <laughs> go figure. Now, because of the dedication that Amani's shown, Amani has written some questions for you as well, just to get a little bit more okay. info on you. So, do you want to tell us your first question, Amani? Yeah, so uh, Rafa, I was wondering, what do you think, um, you've had a very successful career, you know, uh, club and country, but what do you think sets you apart from other players in your position as a, uh, in defense? 
good question. Um, I think in the past I was looking a lot in France, for example, uh, Lilian Thuram. Um, in general, around the world, I was watching uh, center backs. Uh, Rio Ferdinand was one of my favorite players. <laughs> and um, it's good to learn uh, watching players. You know, you can imagine in the, when you are in the same uh, position and you are in the same action, you can you can imagine um, the same feeling or how they take the decision um, what they did. So it's interesting for for me to watch uh, players in my position in general. I've got to jump in here now because you said Rio Ferdinand. I mean, <laughs> when you were first joining Manchester United, is that one of the players that you thought about when you were coming here about Rio Ferdinand? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, I think his partnership with uh, Vidic was uh, was impressive. Legendary. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, um, he's a legend here. So uh, obviously in my position, I was looking uh, to him to, to improve and to um, yeah to know how to defend uh, here in England because it's a special championship. And uh, I think, um, yeah, um, he was impressive. So, yeah, I learned a lot uh, from here. I mean, especially because at Rounder at Old Trafford, we always have the legends coming in, just saying hello to everyone. I mean, <laughs> have you been able to have a chat with Rio, especially any just advice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think um, he really loved United. <laughs> and uh, he was very happy to to welcome me and to, to give me some advices and um, to share his, his experience. Yeah, that's really cool, isn't it, Amani? It is. I mean, and you're, you know, fast becoming, you know, cementing yourselves in the hearts of uh, United fans, uh, similar to Rio. So, uh, you know, keep doing what you're doing. We really appreciate it. So, <laughs> okay, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. So similarly, like I said, you know, you've played a while, and you know, we heard about your recent retirement for international football. But what would you say one of your favorite football moments? has been in your career? Um, I think um, obviously the first game as professional is something very special. My first Champions League was also um, a great achievement and uh, a great feeling. And uh, of course the, the World Cup, I think it's the, the, the most, um, most important trophy as I have won in my career. And uh, it was a very, uh, a moment very special. Um, so, um, what is the best advice that anyone has given you about football? I remember one advice from um, my first manager uh, when I was in France, in Lens. He told me football is about uh, mental and uh, resilience. So, when it's bad, it's not that bad. And when it's good, stay calm because uh, football is changing very, very quickly. So just stay calm and uh, looking forward all the time. So how would you like to be remembered as a football player, Rafa? What would you like your legacy to be? Um, I mean, um, trophies, obviously, but uh, also um, as, a, as a good player and, um, and a good person. I think uh, it's important to, to transmit some values um, as a footballer, I mean, because we have a, a massive impact in our society and uh, I think it's important to 
not just be a good player, but also a good person? All right. So this is one of my favorite questions that I wanted to ask. So obviously we've had some very successful Manchester United um, teams over the years. Uh, so I identify three of the teams. Uh, 1968, uh, a little before both our times, uh, team of best Charlton and Law, the 1998-99 team of Cole, York, and Beckham, or the 2008-2009 team of Ronaldo, Rooney, and Tevez. Of those three teams, which one would you have loved to have played in? That's a big question. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's difficult, but I think the the last the last team you said because uh, I know I know better the players. The players. Yeah. I know better as a team. Yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. What's the biggest obstacle you've had to overcome in your uh, career? I think in my career, uh, it was with the French national team. When uh, um, we play on playoff uh, against the uh, Ukraine, and uh, we lost two nil in the first leg, and and then we we had to won three nil, and we did it. So we qu we qualified to the the World Cup uh, in Brazil, and uh, yeah, it was a a big challenge, and uh, we did it. Did you feel a lot of pressure going into that game? Um, like, you know, the whole country's looking at you. Like, how do you, how do you feel going into that game? Yeah, it was a big, big pressure. But uh, since the start of the game, starting to be a positive pressure, and um, yeah, we feel we feel confident, and uh, we feel like uh, okay, it's possible. We can do it. When you play for France, do you feel like? You know, obviously, it's for for you. It's you know, it's your pride playing for your country. But do you feel like you're playing for each and every person? Like you're representing like all the people in France, or do you just feel like, hey, I'm just playing for France? For, you know, it's my career. I'm I'm playing for the national team. No, it's uh, it's a different feeling because uh, yeah, you feel you are in, in mission for your country. It's not just a game, you know, and. Um, you want to be proud and uh, you want to uh, to defend your your country you know it's not just a, just a football game so i love united la is coming so so soon how important is it that these events happen with these fans how cool is it that all these fans are going to go together just to watch you guys play in one place <laughs> yeah that's nice that's a great feeling and uh, thank you very much for your support uh, we appreciate it and uh, yeah, I hope we see you soon. <laughs> and then we need as many people as possible to sign up. Yeah. People need to sign up, don't they? And go to this <laughs> event and be part of our Manchester United family. Yeah, that's a great family. And uh, yeah, we, we can feel the, the support. And um, yeah, we, we're very happy to, to feel you are behind us and uh, you send the good energy from LA. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you very much. Very welcome. And that was it for this I Love United Los Angeles episode of the Manchester United podcast. I'm really excited to get out there now and catch up with my new friends, Amani and Will, and some old friends in Diego and Javier. The I Love United events are all about bringing that matchday experience to these fan hotspots all around the world. A reminder that if you can get to our screening of the Liverpool game on Sunday the 5th of March at Skylight Road DTLA, you can be part of something really incredible. 
It's an early start, 6.30am ahead of the 8.30am kickoff time, but what a way to watch such a massive game. I'm going to be there, and if you want to be there as well, head to manunited.com slash iloveunitedla by no later than Sunday the 26th of February to register for free tickets. Once again, a big thank you to Will, Diego, Amani, Chicharito and Raphael for chatting to me. And of course, our friends at TeamViewer for all of their remote technology. More great episodes on the way from the United podcast. So make sure you're subscribed and click the notification bell so you're first to know when a new episode drops. As always, the best place to listen is over on the Man United app. Thanks for listening.